This is awesome. Oh, fuck. Hey. Good to see you among the living, man. Check it out. It's the latest talent mix. Thanks, Pete. Good to see you all among the living. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of The Talon Mix. It's a Smallville recap podcast. I'm Brian, here as always with my pal Zach. Zach, how are you? Um, Great. I have been all day going through every item of clothing I own and okay. throwing away what I haven't worn in years. I need to do that. <laughs> I'm oh putting that gosh, chore off. Dude. I have, I, I mean, it's amazing how many, and I, I don't think I own more clothes than most people, but I think I wear like seven things. I, that's the thing of like, I have a drawer with probably 50 t-shirts in them of which I wear seven <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they go in the laundry and I wear the same seven the next week. I have like I was you know going through this stuff and I'm like oh I'm I remember when I got this shirt and I wore it and I had such a fun time it's like but do you wear it right do you wear right. it anymore are you gonna frame it or something <laughs> this is part one of, of I'm gonna I'm going through everything I own and hopefully I will have 75 percent less crap when I'm done <laughs> than when I started I have I have a tendency of hoarding um and so I'm fighting it I'm fighting it it's uh, it's My a cats love it because <laughs> there's just crap everywhere that they can explore it's a weird habit to break of like uh Emily and I are currently, you know, we're, we're expecting a baby pretty soon. Um, so we've been going through kind of purging stuff to make room for, uh, the other human who's going to start living in this house. Um, and it's funny, we just, the amount of stuff that like, I, board games was tough of like clearing out a closet and just being like, I want to be a person who has friends over and will play this big complicated board game. But here's the thing. It's really big. It takes up a lot of space and hasn't been played in three years. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's time to go. Yes. I have a bunch of puzzles. (laughs) Um, I used to do puzzles with my last girlfriend and I'm not with her anymore, and now I have cats. So I, I can't do, first right. of all, I, me doing puzzles by myself alone, I don't know if that's a great look. But my, if I wanted to do that, my cats are going to just pick Forget apart it. the pieces Forget and take them and you know, put them in my shoes or whatever. My, uh, my wife likes to do puzzles. And uh, when we first started dating, she explained to me she liked puzzles. And I, I early on, I was like, I could have a, like, a bottle of wine and do a puzzle with you. That could be a fun at home, like date night thing. I can do a puzzle. I'll, I'll get into it. I got 10 minutes into that before I was like, I don't fucking like puzzles. This is boring. <laughs> Just too frustrated. Or I like... don't, I don't get the, um, yeah, it's, it's the finding the, I can get through like the frame part, you know, build, you, you find the edge pieces, you build the frame. Right. Then I'm like, okay, yeah. we're moving. This is fun. This feels like we're doing something. And then the second it then opens up to the rest of the, I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> you don't get the dopamine hit from putting two pieces together. That... Yeah. Then it's just looking for stuff and like, well, this still isn't it. This piece isn't here. This piece is missing. <laughs> it's... 
Yeah, I do that about 50 times when I'm doing a puzzle. I'm like, I think we're missing one. I think we're missing one. <laughs> I tried li- literally every piece in this 10,000 piece puzzle. It's uh, But to your point, we, we also have a cat. Um, and uh, it's my wife gets mad because, of course, of course, like the cat just comes and is like, oh, this is something to fuck up. Um, yeah. It's just Thank like, you I, for placing these toys in front of me. <laughs> And it's just like, I don't know what to tell you. We have a cat, it's, and this is just going to happen. You can't be surprised mm-hmm. when this keeps happening. <laughs> I I have been putting together Legos uh, lately. I've gotten That's back fun. into Legos. That's fun. Whatever. I'm a grown, I'm 36 years old. Fuck off. I yeah, can do hey, Legos. A 3D puzzle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and when... When I'm doing them, I'm basically like half doing the puzzle and half being a ninja fending off my cats mm-hmm. from taking little Lego pieces. Have you seen uh, Lego Masters on Fox? No. It's like the Great British Bake Off, but they make Lego stuff. Um, I'm not. That's I'm not awesome. Gonna, I'm not going to say it's great TV. I'm not going to say it's like, oh, you got to watch Lego Masters. I don't know. We like watching it while we're having lunch. It's good, easy TV. I mean,. It sounds like something I might not hate. It's that's kind of the it's the perfect like weekly like we don't like catch it. We sometimes we like bank like three or four episodes and then a night comes along where it's like I just don't want to think about fucking anything. <laughs> and then Lego Masters right. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to be lulled uh, into a a zombified sleep. It, this is no longer a visual show, so it wouldn't be much point in me showing you the uh, Central Perk Lego set that I built. No, but you should anyway. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should show I it to me. Describe later. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you off the air. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny of like um, chastising yourself for being a thirty-six-year-old man building Legos, but like, who else is that fucking friends thing for? No, yeah, exactly. That's certainly oh, no, not for 10-year-olds. For people like me, absolutely, <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, there's there's a whole line, I think, of Legos that are intended for either 36-year-olds or, like, genius children. <laughs> right. I was, of which I'm sure many exist. But. Sure. I always just liked the guys. I wasn't interested in building things. Um I, did, I wasn't interested in like building spaceships or or the models, but like the little guys, I'd make those fight each other. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love to build stuff, but it wasn't until uh, I was dating someone who had kids and was a long relationship, and I I spent a lot of time putting Legos together for them. Sure, that it just like rekindled in my heart. I'm sure. like, oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, I like this. Yeah. I like to build. I'm a man. I want to build things that are Lego, <laughs> that are children. Still counts. Still works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach, we watched an episode of Smallville this week, Devoted. Um, and uh, before we get into it, I just want to say, like, man, I am here. For, like this, kind of like last week. This isn't a great episode of television, or even a great episode of Smallville. But I'm really digging what we're doing. Oh, it's. I think it's better than last week. I agree. I was going to go so far as to say, is this the first good non-John Glover episode? I, John Glover does not appear in the show. And I also had the same thought upon realizing that he wasn't in it. Um, I, 
Uh, it's interesting because what we're doing in season four, of which you and I are both huge fans of, is making it a sillier teen show. And it's like, how does John Glover fit into that? Right. And we're going to get a good answer in a couple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's this certainly feels like a soft reboot for the show a little bit. Or uh, maybe that's a strong it really word. Does. No, but tonally, tonally, it's a reboot. Because I, like I said, I think there was backlash for how self-serious season three was. And I think, um, you know, you would ask some people and they would say they went too far in the other direction with season four. But I think you and I are both, uh, this I, is where I want to be. I like all the pieces that are currently on the table and I'm having a great time. It's the, I, 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 think, I think this tone of show complements Tom Welling's skill set so much better agreed entirely agreed and like he's really good in this episode i i think i mentioned it last week but uh this is the first time in a while i'm like ooh, another one i wish i could watch another one like i don't want to wait i want to put on i almost watched another one today um but i stopped myself um season four season four it's good i think so far this might be this might be one of my favorite seasons i think i think this is <laughs> we're only four episodes in but that's true this is a good first four i don't know you know season two had a good first four also i remember but that's true um, either way i I'm think this a... is this is going to be pretty high on our season rankings when we're done with them when we do end of series awards yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm having a great i'm having a great time again i kind of forgot that it was this fun for a yep. little bit there uh, but before we get too deep into that, uh, Zach, what have you been watching this week? Um, well, I watched two things. One of them you and I are going to cover on the show once your wife has a baby. Mm-hmm. So won't really dig into that. Yep. And the other one is a movie that I don't think I had ever seen all the way through. And if I had, it wasn't since I was a child, which is Gremlins. Oh, oh, fun one. Very fun. Yeah, one. it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it's definitely one where I was like, oh, I wish I had seen this in middle school all right. the way through. I would have, uh, you know, it, it was that I was the demographic. Right. Uh, but definitely can appreciate the charm and had a lot of fun with it for sure. I uh, I, I really like Gremlins. Uh, have you done Gremlins 2? Uh, I have seen that one, but not since I was a kid. I think that was like an HBO one that was on a lot. Sure. That makes sense. Um, Gremlins 2, I think, is a lot of fun in, in learning the full story behind it. Uh, you know, so Joe Dante makes Gremlins. Huge hit. And WB, uh, the WB is like, we want Gremlins 2. And he's like, ah, it was a like very proud of that movie, but it was a big pain in the ass. Uh, I don't, right. I don't want to get into that again. Like it also like why open that book back up? So a couple years go by and the WB is like, we really want gremlins too. And you can do whatever you want. And Dante went, all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, gremlins two was so poorly received mm-hmm. that there isn't a gremlins three, which is insane. Uh, <laughs> Think about every, every movie that has come back in the last 15 right, years. Right. There's no Gremlins reboot. Right. No um, CGI, terrible CGI Gremlins running around. That's it, it is buck wild. Um, there is a very funny uh, Nick Let's Go video called Where Did the Gremlins Go that I highly recommend. Um, 
I'm going to show oh, it to you immediately when we're done with this podcast, because I okay. think you're going to fully agree with it. That said, for a Halloween episode, I'm sure maybe we've talked about this, uh, but for a Halloween episode, we could do Gremlins 2, because Mr. John Glover is in Gremlins 2. Ooh, I think we have to. Yep. 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 But we, like I said, we deserve we a get few it. years of good Halloween movies, Brian. We We deserve a little treat. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I mean, we got to go Urban Legend and uh, and Gremlins 2, I think, will get us back on track. Both of which are, like, also perfect for our podcast of, like, they're both insane. But right, yeah. they lean on the still the good, I will have fun watching it end of the yes, spectrum. Not like, why am I alive? What is <laughs> <laughs> What is life? Just like kind of doubting I like movies anymore. <laughs> or doubting if what I'm watching is a movie <laughs> is more like it. Um, any other thoughts on great Christmas movie, the original Gremlins? Yeah. And I, I mean, Christmas is so, I mean, more, more than Die Hard, it's like part of the movie. And I'm amazed that it took so long for people to be like, Gremlins is a Christmas movie. It's right. like, what do you mean? It's Christmas music playing throughout the whole fucking movie. <laughs> Christmas right. lights. Right. It's all about Christmas. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but uh, any other thoughts on it? No, no. I'm solid. Good stuff. Um, I also haven't watched much this week. We're, we're kind of digging out some old Christmas favorites. We're watching a lot of like Christmas TV. Um, I rewatched Elf. It's a good movie every now and again elf comes up and like some years i'm like not hot on it or not as because i was a little older when that movie came out um than some of the people who like it's truly part of their christmas canon i can take it or leave it any given year but this year i was in the exact right mood and i was like this is a pretty good movie i think i was a senior in high school when it came out and i didn't see it until years later after you know because at the time it was kind of like for a little bit younger of an audience right right and it wasn't until, you know, it became kind of a cult favorite that I got back to me and Will Ferrell was blowing up and I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. And I was like, right. yeah, that was, you know, if I was in middle school, that would be one of my favorite movies. Probably. Right. It's it's a very no. committed performance from Will Ferrell in a way that's it's very fun and holds up. Yes. Um, um, but apart from that, the only other thing uh, that I think is interesting is uh I got all caught up on Superman and Lois, the uh, the CW Superman show that takes place in Smallville that we don't cover. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Um, and it's funny. I won't get too, too into it, um, but it's um, it's I'm still watching the show. So I do like it. You know, it was like I don't watch a ton of like television shows. Most of my TV watching is throwing on a movie. Um so the fact that I keep going back to it means that I like it. And there is so much of the show that I like, but boy, howdy, it's, it can get bad. <laughs> it's a, t- I mean, yeah, that describes Smallville too, I, right? I guess That's it's pretty <laughs> It's the thing is there's so much good stuff. I really like, uh, Tyler Hoechlin as Superman. I think he's fantastic. Uh, and I like a lot of the cast. um, and a lot of the character stuff is good. The, the quieter character moments are what I wish the show was. The problem is they bust out all of these very stupid uh, Superman sci-fi storylines that it's like, oh, I kind of wish you weren't doing this. 
Can you just have real world problems with Superman? It's and you know is I'm certainly there has to be some balance, right? Of like if you're going to have a Superman thing, there has to be some demons. If we're going to talk about how hard it is for Superman to raise kids, uh, you have to show the Superman of it all. I'm not saying like never right. show Superman stuff. Um, so I don't know. No if- tights, no flight. <laughs> Right. So if I were in charge of this show, I don't know how I would strike the correct balance. I just know this isn't quite it. Um, And I'm not opposed to silly by any means. I I fully support silly. The problem is when the tone of the show can get so like Friday Night Lightsy of um, teen stories, adult stories. There's kind of this like grain filter over the uh, and washed out color palette of the show. And then we get to this big world ending sci-fi storyline. The whole planet is in danger. And at the end, when it's all wrapped up, we have the mayor of Smallville, who was Lana Lang, thanking Superman for saving the world. Like the mayor of Smallville is what we're focusing on. It's it's just hard to like take it tonally seriously when it's so all over the place. But yeah, yeah. that said, there's a lot of good stuff. Season three, I believe, will be premiering in January, and I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what to say. January, okay. So is it like a shorter season? It's uh the first two seasons have been fifteen. Um okay. which actually feels like a pretty little- good number. Because I feel like is C is that what CW is doing now? Because they were for a long time, they were still rocking the full right. At least for this 22. show, is fifteen. Yeah, um, they're uh, they're recasting a major character. Um, one of the teen sons has left the show, possibly been fired, but they phrased it as he's leaving the show. Why is why would he be fired? Is there any indication? Is um. He- my understanding, so he was uh, leaving the show, uh, like his PR is like for mental, to focus on his mental health. Uh, mm-hmm. However, um, my understanding uh, from more insidery reports is he was, uh, he got a, um, a vaccine exemption with the union to still work on season two. Um, cause obviously sets are like very, very vaccine required. He got around that and has been very vocally anti-vaccine. And I reckon there is probably been some level of like, you gotta, we gotta maybe ax this kid a little bit. Um, Interesting. Which is a shame. He's, he's good on the show. I do enjoy him and his character. Where um, are you on the recasting in, in, instead of writing out? Um, in in, general, in general. Yeah. Um, I don't, in general, I don't know. I think it's a case by case. Um, it's in this specific circumstance. Like it would be the, the core of the show is Clark Kent, Lois Lane, their two teen sons. Um, it would be weird to then just get rid of one of the teen sons out of nowhere. Um, so I think recasting is the right call here, even though it's been two seasons. I'm actually, Obviously, it's a case-by-case basis, but I think they should recast more than they do in that situation. I agree. I think I agree. Um, like, I was a big fan. Not a big fan, but I was... Ah, sure. I was a big fan in the similar way you're a big fan of this show, of the Lethal Weapon TV show. Sure, sure. Where it's like, you know, unbelievably stupid, but also, like, touching and fun a lot of the time. Right. And uh, in spite of the fact that they hated each other, the show thrived off of the chemistry of the two main characters, Riggs mm. and Murtaugh. Mm. 
Um, the actors hated each other in real life, but uh, fantastic chemistry on the show. Anyway, uh, they wrote Riggs out, and instead of recasting him, they killed him off. Yeah. And then in season three, they were like, you get another badass ex-military partner who's kind of crazy. Yeah. And it's like, just make him the same guy. It's okay. I can suspend my disbelief. Like, right. Like, I do understand it's, it's not real. And it is a television right. show. <laughs> Sim- similar with Speed. Like, Speed, it wouldn't have been a good movie. But Speed 2 Cruise Control, mm. like, mm. it was clearly written for Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. And then Keanu was like, uh, no thanks. And they just changed the guy's name and changed like two lines of dialogue to be like, it's she's dating a different guy from the same bomb squad who works for the same boss. Right. Right. And we're <laughs> it's like just making him. It's just it's fine. It's we're fine when they did it with Batman. Why are we suddenly right. not fine right. with it? <laughs> I think I I think they used to do it a lot more. Right. It might be like because we're so obsessed with realism now. I think that's a big part of it. Right. But, you know, Chris Nolan did it in The Dark Knight, you mm. know, with Maggie Gyllenhaal. Right, right, right. It's It just, it is what it is. It, it, it yeah. just is what it yeah. is. Um, yes. Yeah, and I, like I said, I think it's a shame in that I did like this kid on the show. Uh, but, gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> right, yes. I mean, they, what is? I mean, they used to do that all the time with TV shows. You know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. They replaced that mom um, like Viv. halfway through. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think you're right though. I think an element of realism, kind of like, uh, just an element of like this would take people out of the show. Right. And that's remember, okay. Remember, it's only an hour a week. <laughs> right. Remember the Matrix. Uh, when they were doing the Matrix Reloaded and the Matrix Revolutions, the lady who played the Oracle passed away right. before they shot Revolutions. So they recast her, which I'm like, that's the decision. That's a good decision. But then they spend like too long in the movie explaining why she looks different. Right. It's like, fuck, we don't fucking care. We're in the Matrix. It's right. Fine. Especially like you cast a woman who looks similar enough. <laughs> Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, she looks more similar than Aunt Viv's replacement did. <laughs> right. And it's funny, I don't know about you, as a kid, never bothered me. No, I mean, I would be like, I would definitely be like, oh, I like this, I like one more than the other. Sure. Um, but I, but I, 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 I just knew it was a factor. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm not watching this one. Right, right. Yeah. Um, But uh, I so, guess... Sorry. Anyway, if anything ever happens to you, Brian, I'm just going to get someone else and call them Brian. Yeah, there you go. Just recast. Pretend that you're the same person. Because this, of course, is this podcast is beginning to end fully scripted and fictional. We don't know each other outside of this. We actually don't really get along. No, no. Fuck you, man. I can't stand you. How about you stay in fucking character, bud, while we're recording? Please. Um, should I can't we... work with this asshole. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, Zach has literally gotten up, <laughs> which sometimes happens, and I don't call it out. I just talk slowly. But in this case, it does work out. Um, I have returned. I'm back in character. Great. Finally. Uh, should we get into Smallville? Uh, yes, we should. Yeah. 
Oh, uh-huh. wait, shit. I have one other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I watched uh, the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. You seen this? Oh, no, I did it. I didn't even know it dropped. Trailer dropped a couple of days ago. And, you know, as much shit as I talk about Marvel and as done with those movies I am, they'll get me back for this one. I I, I like enjoyed them. the last one. And a lot of people didn't like two, but I enjoyed it. I thought two was, I feel, you know, I remember seeing, I remember being really excited by the first one. And I saw that one like several times in theaters. Um, second one, I've only, I saw it in theaters, only saw it that one time, but I liked it. I think it's because I'm not as invested in those movies. So I'm like, yeah, it was fun. It was entertaining. I enjoyed myself and I move on with my life. Right. Did you watch the Christmas special? I didn't. Um, I was modestly curious about it just because Gunn like wrote and directed it. Uh, But then everyone was lukewarm on it. So I was a little like, why? Why bother? Well, do you have more to say about the Guardians trailer before we Uh, move on? No, just that they'll get me. That they'll because also I was going to say, yeah, I mean, they'll get all of us, Brian. Uh, I was going to say, James Gunn, we should talk about the DC stuff that's going on. Uh, yeah, is there anything new? I mean, just that he is, it seems like he is uh, just like moving on from all the Snyderverse stuff now. He's just saying right. like, right. oh, you know what? We're not going to do another Superman with Henry Cavill. Oh, you know what? We're not going to do Wonder Woman. Oh, you know what? We're not going to do Aquaman, but we'll give you another role. Uh, we'll, we'll recast you as a different superhero. And, Which? Uh, oh, wait. We're not going to do the Batman Beyond movie that we were going to do with Michael Keaton. We're not going to, like, right. we're just we're just stopping. Right. Which, um, all the stuff. Aquaman 2's in the can, right? That's still coming. Right. And to be honest, none of that's confirmed for sure, but that's the rumor. Right. Um, and didn't Aquaman two Aquaman make like a billion dollars or something? That's the Aquaman, Aquaman. Lot, of, lot of fucking money. I, like I said, I think yeah. two's coming. Um, <clears throat> Aquaman's pretty good. It was of those DC movies. I liked Wonder Woman and I liked Aquaman. I'm just obviously we are both on the record as not being huge fans of the Snyderverse stuff. Right. Um, like you said, you like Wonder Woman and Aquaman, but I was a fan of what we were doing these last couple of years where. Not all of this has to be connected. And yes, we don't really give yes, a shit. Yes, I was a fan of that. And I didn't like, like Joker, but I'm happy like for that vibe right. of like just here. Yes. Yeah, sure. Here's the fucking Joker Let's movie where we did it. Like, this. Go right. have fun. Right. And I think the Flash movie was going to give you an explanation for multiverse and all that shit is my feeling. Right. And it seems like now James Gunn and the other guy are like, no, it's all going to be connected like Marvel. Right. And uh, which these things made money, right? Like it's still like Joker made fucking money. I think the Batman did well. Um, Yeah. I mean, and I think the plan is to continue with those two separately, but I'm, my concern is I don't want my, like, I don't want this to bleed into like, I don't want a Superman movie that is just there to get me to watch the next whatever right right you know the the green lantern or whatever the fuck you know definitely the marvel thing i don't i want to i want to i want to be able to pick and choose which ones i see and when i see one i want to be able to understand it without having seen another one right which i I will also say i've heard that sentiment before and i agree with it the marvel movies 
you don't actually have to see them to understand what's happening because they're dumb. <laughs> I mean, the good that's true of the good ones. The good That's ones true. are dumb and you don't have to have seen. But Doctor Strange, the last one, oh, open the vault, Ryan. Oh, open sure. Oh, God. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I have to drag I have to drag out the vault first. <laughs> yeah. Beep, 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 beep. I don't know what any of those sounds were. That was, um, I got it. You were opening the key. You were uh, dialing the keypad. You opened up the yeah, door. You got yep, Doctor Strange out of its cryo vault. <laughs> all of this. <laughs> I have returned. That's what Dr. Strange team sounds like. <laughs> um, we're we're going to see, uh, you can see the, <laughs> I can see like the average listening time on the episodes. When I check the analytics, I'm expecting a full crater, <laughs> <laughs> but it'll come back up because we're about to talk about mission impossible. No, right. um, we're going to, we're going to, he's only Dr. Strange. She's only going to be out of the vault for a minute. Uh, with that movie, that was I, I told you I couldn't finish it because I think it was all connected to shit that had happened before that I hadn't seen in the shows and other movies that I was like, I don't know or care what's going on. Right. I guess it was. Yeah. To your point, it was pretty connected to the TV show WandaVision. Um, right. Which don't get me wrong. It, it's like it could be explained in a sentence. Um the important bits of it, but yeah, I guess it does feel like you're missing something from that movie. If you haven't seen WandaVision. Yeah. Um, I had no idea what was going on with her. That's at it. All. Not the actual problem in that movie. I had seen most of the crap that was relevant and the movie still sucks. <laughs> that movie sucks so bad. Brian, I listened to a, another podcast. It's a very good show where they, they rank, they competitively rank, uh, things, movies, and stuff. And they did, uh, a couple weeks ago, they ranked everything in Marvel Phase 4. And I was shocked that Doctor Strange 2 was toward the middle of the list. We are in an incredible minority. I it's I Maybe I need to finish it? Does it get better in the no, second half? No, it that gets worse. Becomes, uh, that becomes a horror movie? <laughs> Actually, I won't say it gets worse. I don't remember how I feel about it. But, like, no, it doesn't get better. And they did, they did peddle that little uh, line about it being a horror movie and being twisted and weird and no, watch more movies. Yay, watch, Sam Raimi. Watch more fucking movies. I fucking beg it. Not not to anyone specific, just to you out there. Watch more fucking movies because these aren't. <laughs> once you get zoomed out enough, these movies are the same. They're the same. The mo- I think the most the the furthest departure for them is Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy, and let's be clear, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think post Guardians, the Guardians energy kind of kind of seeped into Absolutely. the rest of the movie. Absolutely, that's and, and that's a good thing for a lot of, in a lot of the cases, right? Um, um, you know what's funny though, uh, just while we're in the Marvel pits, the Marvel mud pits, is um, obviously the Guardians of the Galaxy play a, a larger role in Endgame, the big like crossover thing. Right. And man, when written by James Gunn, when not written by James Gunn, I'm not as charmed by them. You don't. I I bet he was he was involved in that though. I you know you are probably right. I guess I can't. I. I'm not charmed by them in that movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not all him though. So it's you know, it's probably more a matter of him coming coming in and sprucing up what they already have, or right? Whatever. Right. But either way, I was not um, as delighted to see them as I was maybe expecting to be. You know. Hmm. Hmm. Um, okay. Should we should we put Doctor Strange two back in the vault? I get get back in that fucking vault. Get, get, get in, back. Get in I there. will return. <laughs> get back. Get. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> my wife told me I have to get rid of the vault before the baby comes, but it's really heavy and I don't want to get it down my three floor walk up. I mean, what will we do? We just can't ever talk about Doctor Strange 2 again, or do you have to like leave and come back, <laughs> you know, with the vault that's, as part of the bit? The, like, I, can't, the... <laughs> I can't actually get rid of it. That's the witch's curse. <laughs> <laughs> so I will have to go put it on my roof or something. But. Like if you move, it'll just appear in your next apartment or whatever. No, like, I do have to bring it. You you have to physically move it. I ha- or hire movers. Somebody it does have to physically. It is. I can't stress this enough. There is a very real physical safe in my office. Yeah, it's a very real giant vault. Yes, in your office yeah. where I put mm-hmm. yours and my mm-hmm. discussion about Doctor Strange too. <laughs> Oh, we got to talk about Smallville, dude. (laughs) Let's do it. Yes, let's talk about something much better. Next Wednesday, it quenches your thirst. Then you crave for more. It's so hot. An appetite fueled by devotion. I would do anything for you. Things that Lana would never do. Fresh Smallville. Thirst. Next Wednesday on the WB. That uh, predictably was the ch- teaser, the promo for uh, the uh, tonight's episode, Smallville Devoted, which, okay, I, I got a couple notes about, I don't think this uh, promo for the first time, I don't think this was far off from the whole no, thing, right? No, no, this is the first one where it was like, oh, this actually is kind of what they're going for in the episode. Right. Uh <laughs> But uh, here's the thing. So the it ends on that Smallville thirst, not the title of the episode. No, this is they're just doing Cryptuck again. Yeah, it seems to be the WB promotional department is just coming up with their own titles, which is fine. I, I get it. <laughs> um, I I think that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I, I did also think it was so for like thirst. The idea of that does fit the episode. A, we're gonna get to a, a drink that makes that's basically a love potion. Um, it's basically the pheromone power again, but in a uh, in a drink. We're gonna come back to this again, Brian. Don't worry. <laughs> we, there's a lot of romance potion type things in this show. Uh, so I thought it was funny that you know. It, the the common parlance of someone being thirsty, aka desperate for sex, um, is I thought of that as more of a, a more recent development, maybe in the last ten years. Um, but uh, I I don't know about you, like I no, I got I had that same reaction. Maybe that's not what they're like. I I don't know if it was meant in the same derogatory way back then, but I think it was like. I'm like thirsting for someone like a very like erotic term, like thirsting for someone. Right. And that makes sense. That said, that said, I checked urban dictionary and the entry for thirsty 
And the first entry I have in regards to it being in some sort of connotation for too eager to get something, uh, in parentheses, especially play or desperate. Uh, and the uh, example they use is, hey, girl, what's up? Looking, you looking real nice. Can I get that number? The girl under her breath, <laughs> thirsty. <laughs> that example was written in 2003. So what I'm sensing is that maybe this was a common phrase outside of uh, suburban white kid circles that you and I were running in. That must be correct. (laughs) But that people in the Smallville, you know, in the CW or WB promo department, they were they were more. uh, That makes sense. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. Um. So, uh, Devoted is the fourth episode in the fourth season of Smallville, the 70th episode overall. It aired October 13th, 2004. It's the beginning of the school year, and Lois is still trying to get her situation straightened out with the Dean of Met You so she can attend this fall. So, college classes haven't started yet? All right. I mean, it is still very sunny out, so I think it's, it's I airing it, in October, but I think it's supposed to take place, like, very beginning of the school year. I guess that's fair. Um, at Smallville High, Clark teases Lois for still being in high school while showing off his new Letterman jacket. Um, I think here is where we get the first, like, not your colors line. <laughs> Yeah, well, the the wiki's going out of order, right? Um, yeah, I'm trying to. Okay, I, I think see. this next paragraph will maybe uh, get to okay. it. Okay, yeah. On Clark's first day of football practice, right? This is where we open. Um, yes. Yeah. He is dismayed at how much time he is spending sitting on the sidelines instead of actually playing. I um, I'm not like super experienced with football. Uh, but like, even if you're like, if even if you're not starting at practice, you're probably out there for the guys who are starting to hit, right? Well, he's the quarterback. So he's, it seems like he's the backup quarterback. And if that's the case, they would have plenty of times where they would run plays with him in case something happened to the starting quarter. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, I do think we probably should have had once Cam you know, she can't come on the show right now. We should have reached out to your brother for the fall of the football <laughs> shit. You are absolutely right. <laughs> at the very least, we should have him watch each episode and then just come on for 10 minutes at the end and give us all the football, like what they did right, what they did wrong with the I'm football. Gonna... <laughs> at the end of this episode, I'm going to call him. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if he'll watch the episode. Uh, um, so if there, you'll just have to find out if it's if it's at the end of this. But if if he awesome. watches it, yes. uh, if he watches it and has any comments, I'll uh, I'll call him and I'll attach he it. To, he has to, yeah, that's great. No, that sounds perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. Okay, he complains to assistant coach Jason T that the other players ignore his passes or miss on purpose. Jason tells Clark that the team has been playing together for three years. Clark is the new guy, and they just have to warm up to him. Yeah, Clark, you probably should have expected this. Like, you are a senior first starting. Like, that's not what we do here. 
Right. I, I I understand that, and I think that's realistic, and I think maybe your brother will, once he shows up on the show, will agree that that's realistic. However, I had a problem with – the wiki didn't mention that the basically the A story of the episode is that the cheerleaders have a love potion, and they're using it to manipulate the football players into doing whatever they want them to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, – at the beginning of the episode, one of the cheerleaders says to the starting quarterback, like, oh, we're still hanging out on Saturday. And he's like, no, I have plans with the guys. And she makes him drink the lug potion. And she's like, why don't you come with me right now? Let's leave. And he's like, yeah, I'll come with you. I'll do whatever. So he leaves practice. Yep. And the coach is like, if you leave, you're sitting, you're sitting on the bench. He's like, fuck you. He leaves. My problem is, wouldn't a team, wouldn't his teammates be mad at him for just walking out on practice? Unless they're all also drinking the Kool Aid, <sighs> I, I don't think that works. But because <laughs> <laughs> they're like Clark's coming in to play, and they're like "fuck you, Clark." It's mm. like, but the other guy just walked off the field. Right? What do you want? Do you want no quarterback? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a. I don't. I don't know football beyond uh, uh, Tecmo Super Bowl for the NES, but uh, that doesn't seem like a great strategy. <laughs> Tecmo, one of the most realistic football games. It's great. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So we uh, Jason tells Clark the team is playing together for three. Clark's the new guy that has to warm up to him. He tells the players to go easy on Clark. On the bench, Clark observes a cheerleader, Amanda, give her boyfriend, Danny Cormay, the quarterback, a drink from a cooler. Uh, The cheerleaders provide for the players. Immediately after, Danny is suddenly particularly affectionate and obedient to her. When Jason approaches Danny and tells him to get back in the game, he gets mad at Jason and leaves in the middle of practice, giving Clark a chance to go in and play. Um, This, I will say, for as silly as this storyline is, uh, it does feel like it might be one of the most uh, accurate examples of like a golden age Superman comic. Like, gee willikers, these conniving cheerleaders have given the boys a love potion. Now they're all... (laughs) Now they're all serving their every whim. Uh, yes, lean into it, Smallville. Yes. Lean into it. Uh, after practice, Jason is in the locker locker room where things fucking escalate. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I'm watching this episode, and like we're at practice. Hey, Clark, looks like a spot just opened up for you. To then we get to here. Just smash cut. <laughs> Here, after practice, Jason is in the locker room when Danny appears with a shotgun. <laughs> he starts to fire at Jason, but Clark arrives just in time to save him and disarm Danny. Is so, where, is this where we get the intro? Is the intro here? Oh, yeah, sure. Sorry. Good enough. I, I wish they did that in an episode where it's like, is this where we do the intro? Is this good is enough? Intro yep. here? <laughs> yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, whatever. Um, so 2004, mm-hmm. did we think we were done with school shootings for a while or something? Did we think, like, was there a dry spell where they're like, we can do this in a TV it show? It hasn't been fine? that long. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like under 10 years. I mean, yeah, it was 99 was 
Columbine, which right. is the big one. Like, was there a post 9-11 dry spell or something where everyone was just, like, trying to behave? I don't know. I truly Cause, no idea. Because I'm trying to think back. I don't remember any big ones after Columbine before. God, this is so sorry. I, this, this is, is so, so morbid. But no, it, yeah. This is morbid, yeah. Until, like, Virginia Tech. And then it seems like we've had one, like, every day since then. Right. Um, so I wonder if they just thought that was a one-off thing. We're right. past that. We can have Superman high school TV shows where kids are shooting shotguns in the school at each other. And then the whole school moves on. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, they don't close school down for that week. Nope. Schools just keep it going. It's That is not, a kid comes into a school with a shotgun and then attacks... <laughs> Not a teacher, but like a member of the faculty. That's national right. news. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. I mean, this, the torch is on it. <laughs> honestly, at this point, they're shutting Smallville High down. They're shutting Seriously? the school down because last year a kid, a girl attacked another girl with an axe. Mm-hmm. I forgot about the axe. You know, Just we've had like they did. <laughs> we've had teachers coaches die in fires on the school premises i mean it's, i think they would just build a new school next door and be like call it something else and burn the old one down it's it's a dark image in the real world the idea of like metal detectors and like all these extreme security measures uh in american high schools in in real life smallville high we might want to consider it <laughs> Some. <laughs> like there would be like there would be like researchers who specialize in psychology and crime and stuff would be all over Smallville High. Right. It's uh it, I, I'm thinking about uh Buffy, the vampire slayer. Uh a you know, a, a show that Smallville certainly takes a lot of inspiration from. Um uh, and what one thing in small or in Buffy is uh, when Buffy kills a vampire, stake through the heart, the vampire explodes into dust. And that was because Joss Whedon had the thought of like a bunch of dead teenagers at this high school is not going to be a good look. Yes, <laughs> which yes, smart Smallville hasn't really thought about. <laughs> no, well, their solution is like we just won't address the aftermath mm, ever. Mm. Which is starting to look more suspicious four years in. <laughs> like they had to build a whole new cemetery after this show started in Smallville. <laughs> like, which uh, you, there was no death here. It was an attempt. National news, but don't worry, the torch is on it. <sighs> Lois and Clark meet Chloe at the torch office. Chloe asks Lois to go to the hospital to interview Danny, but she is too busy. Imagine this. Danny (laughs) is in the hospital for bringing a shotgun to school and attacking a member of the faculty. And Chloe wants her cousin to go to the hospital and be like, can I interview him for our school newspaper? He's not in he's not in like the prison hospital. He's not in jail or like under armed <laughs> surveillance. I, I mean at Smallville Medical, who the fuck knows? 
But, but why is he in the hospital? He just fell down. <laughs> like Clark, Clark does his heat. He gets a boner right, and he right. does his heat vision on the gun to make it hot. Right. And then he like goes, ah, and drops it. And then I think he hits his head and concussion, by the oh, way. Oh, right. Thank God we got um, real in the, in the weeds on this one. <laughs> <laughs> why is he in the hospital? With just the concussion, that's I, why he 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 bing bonged his head real hard. <laughs> she asks Clark to interview Coach Teague, but Clark reluctantly tells her that he will probably have to spend less time on the torch because of football practice. Yeah, uh, sorry, he doesn't have time for this fucking full time uh, daily paper. <laughs> God well, she's forbid! Like, well, I'm not going to give you the credit that I can hand out. Yeah, right. <laughs> There seems to be no teacher involved in this. Like, <laughs> uh, Chloe is dismayed, but does not press the issue. He does admit that the other team members are rude to him, but Chloe just repeats that they are probably annoyed at him for becoming a star quarterback his first year on the team. Both Clark and Lois notice that all the players on the team are attentive and devoted to their girlfriends. Clark learns that Lex is providing the jerseys for the team and coolly informs him that he cannot buy Clark's friendship back. Okay. We were a couple things. Yes. First, let's talk about these villains of the week, these uh, cheerleaders. Yes. They are a very over-the-top caricature of, like, Valley Girl. Yes cheerleader yes and i if i remember correctly by 2004 that person in real life was already virtually non-existent right. it was already a punchline of right a, right <laughs> this reeks of you know 30 year olds at the time writing about 100 percent a high school character that maybe was back when they were in high school or something and even then sure it's more writing from like high school movies than probably mm -hmm. ever truly existed on its own yeah yeah <laughs> like maybe maybe there's some like some of this stuff in 2000s but i feel like when I was in high school, the people who talked like that were doing it ironically. Right. No, this never existed in any capacity in my <laughs> high school. <laughs> no. Um, the other thing from before, uh, uh, Lois earlier mentioned Clark's Letterman jacket not being his colors. Uh, yeah. Chloe Nietzsche says line. the same. Is the, Are these two Nietzsche lines? In Because yes. he's wearing yep. the, the red, Absolutely. yellow, blue. And Absolutely those Nietzsche are, lines. Those are the colors. <laughs> yeah, not... Not really your colors that he's going to wear when he's super <laughs> I did want to say. Um, also, what are you talking about? Opening... He only wears those colors. I know, right? Literally, <laughs> one, one of his two jackets he yeah. has is that color. <laughs> um, in the opening credits, when it says special guest star Erica Durrance, is that the new special guest star John Glover? Like, I remember oh, in season one, whenever yeah. that popped up, you and I were like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I so. I think Erica Durrance is the new one for this season of special guest star. Right. Um, this is kind of the end of her initial run, this episode. Um, right. But we'll get her back. We'll get her back. Oh, we'll time. get her back. She's coming <laughs> back very soon, actually. Um, 
Okay, last thing. The wiki kind of brushed over it. Yeah. There it's post practice in the locker room and the all the the half naked football players are they found their new jerseys and they're going through them and then coach Teague comes in and is like yeah the man who donated these jerseys Lex Luthor would like to you know come in and say a few words and he comes in and gives him a pep talk like is that weird the billionaire it's weird. Who donated the, the jerseys is here to talk to you half naked high school boys in the locker room uh, about a rebuilding year and uh it and don't get me wrong it's mostly to get back in the good graces of one of the high schoolers here do you think the high school the people who run the high school would have a different thought about it if they knew that the billionaire had a secret room devoted to one of those high school players that was in the locker room? <laughs> i want to throw out there there was an incident with a shotgun yesterday in, <laughs> who knows in, that room. in this room in that room so, uh, who the fuck knows? <laughs> I just love the idea of, like, can you imagine nowadays, like, hey, half-naked uh, high school teen boys, uh, this billionaire is going to come in and talk to you for a minute. It's okay, he gave a bunch of money. Come on in. Come on in and talk to him while they're showering. <laughs> great look. Holds up great. It's like... <laughs> Watch out. Watch out, Mr. Billionaire. That's careful. That was a gunshot right there. Yeah. There's still some debris. <laughs> yeah, we have not swept. We it's, haven't had time to sweep. Smallville High must be run by the same people at Smallville Medical Center of like this is <laughs> nightmarish. This is is any <laughs> this is sending your kid to this high school is a little like sending your kids to fucking Hogwarts. <laughs> 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 Where like really yeah. bad shit like keeps happening, and they're like, "All right, off to school now." <laughs> yeah, teaching there is also like a defense against the dark arts <laughs> kind of a prospect. Um. Uh, okay, that evening, Lana laments to Jason that she's never been happier in their relationship and wishes they didn't have to sneak around. But Jason reiterates that he really needs his job. So they have to continue keeping it a secret. Jason, you need a different job, buddy. He, he also reiterates that uh, he's like, with my college schedule, I'm in college. Remember, I'm just starting college, everybody. Yeah, yeah, Remember, right. I'm only 18 years old. <laughs> I'm not as bad as it looks. This is, this is inconvenient, not creepy. <laughs> also... <laughs> this may be fucked up, but they're all they're all in their mid twenties anyway. In what world are those two not boning if they're they've been dating? Yeah, right. Long? Yeah, <laughs> a million percent. Seventeen year old and an eighteen year old met in Paris. He followed her back here. They haven't had sex yet. You're telling me that's that is the Smallville way. It's. <laughs> I mean, it is not said that they haven't yet, but later it will be confirmed that uh, Got it. Kristen, Got Kruger, it. or sorry, Lana Lang is uh, a virgin when she's, spoiler alert, with Clark later. It is a weirdly, and like, I, I think this is just the nature of teen shows, because, like, remember it being a big deal? It's very funny that it used to be a big deal, and I think still is, you know, a milestone in, in uh, young people's lives. Um, but, um, what was my point? Oh, oh, it's funny how puritanical 
these like CW shows can be while also being like, and make sure we get a good shot of the cheerleader in her bra. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that is the real ick, ick factor of, you know, all this stuff that right. you know, finally we are addressing in our pop culture somewhat of like, it's like the hypocrisy of the, you know, the patriarchal bullshit. Like, definitely. You can't be a slut, but show me a little more cleavage, please. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, One million percent. Um, I do. I do want to say before we move on. I think uh, Kristen Crook and Jensen Ackles have fantastic chemistry. I agree. I remember even the first time, and I feel it now. Like kind of rooting for them to figure this out. Right. I'm. I'm rooting for them, and I'm rooting for Clark and Lois. Right. Let's just go our separate ways. <laughs> we'll all be happy. And and thankfully, Lana and uh, Jason T get married. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> Oh no, that's not who she marries for. Oh no. <laughs> it's Clark, right? It's no. Clark. Oh no. Uh, Chloe starts. Although in- I will say, when they do finally, towards the end of the season, get back with the Clark, Le- Clark Lana thing, uh, I'm back into it again because you know who's yes. there? Fucking Lifehouse. Lifehouse is there. And I'm like, okay, that's all I needed. That's all you had to say. There you was go. Lifehouse. Um, also, oh man, this is a little bit of a spoiler for a, a episode we haven't recorded yet. Uh, oh, I can't wait till you see the end of Superman three. <laughs> Buddy, just speaking of all of this, I cannot wait until you see the end of Superman three. Okay. 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 Um, <clears throat> So Chloe starts investigating the story and decides to ask Jason for an inside scoop on what might have made Danny freak out. She approaches Jason in the middle of practice, but he blows her off. Bored waiting, Chloe sips the green sports drink from the player's cooler. He blows her off. He's like, hey, I'm coaching practice <laughs> right now. And not giving Chloe exactly what she wants when she wants it is blowing her off and being incredibly rude. He's he's not rude. He he goes, I will, I'll, I will, I'll do it. I'll do it. I just like not when I'm coaching the football practice. <laughs> Sorry, continue. It's, just... That's extremely... Allison Mack would take that attitude forward when leading a cult. <laughs> um, okay. What are you talking about? I haven't heard anything about that. Of course. Uh, suddenly, she spots Clark on the field and realizes that she is completely and singularly devoted. That's the name of the episode. Oh, to him. man. Wiki writer, you <laughs> clever... Lana is also at practice watching Jason. Clark mistakenly thinks that she is there to support him and goes to the stands to talk to her. Great little misunderstanding here. Yeah. Really liked it. The reason he mistakenly thinks it is because Lana fucking tells him that's why she's there. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Which is a weird move for Lana. I know he doesn't want him to know that she's there for the coach, but she could have come up with some other reason that wasn't like, Oh, I'm here to watch you ex boyfriend. I think she panicked. She panicked. (laughs) I believe it. I buy it. I think, and I just, Oh man, you know what? The knot, the little knot it's creating is worth it. It's worth it. (laughs) Um, 
Uh, Jason, also drinking from the cooler, sees Clark talking to Lana and suddenly feels annoyed and possessive. Okay. Uh, Lois finds Chloe in the office of the torch, taking down her wall of weird. (laughs) She asks what's up, and Chloe states that she's quitting the torch because she only has time to devote to Clark. I... Allison Mack is having fun here, and I, I'm here for it. I'm here for all these people to have more fun on this show. Definitely. All about it. Uh, she asks Lois to take charge of the paper so she can work on a relationship with Clark. Lois is at first concerned that Chloe is setting herself up for heartbreak, but Chloe gets angry. Lois agrees to interview the cheerleaders because she needs the credit to graduate. She overhears the cheerleaders talking and sees one of them with a chemistry paper on love molecules. She decides to investigate a bit more. Brian, what is the implication here? Is the implication that they, whilst working on a chemistry project, came across this love molecule? Or is the implication that they had already done this plan and they were like, we'll just write about that for our project? way easier i like both (laughs) flip a coin i like either either are good i (laughs) i'm trying to imagine a high school science class where they're like oh and by the way there's a molecule that will make people fall in love with you (laughs) (laughs) all the hands go up yeah (laughs) um Okay, late that night, Clark finds Chloe in his loft. This scene is fucking buck wild. <laughs> this is peak good Smallville. Um, <laughs> it's peak WB influence. Oh, yeah, it is. Late that night, Clark finds Chloe in his loft wearing nothing but his football jersey. She tells Clark that she wants to devote to him as her number one priority and straddles him and kisses him passionately. Uh, Confused, Clark resists, but Chloe is persistent. Uh, What the wiki doesn't have here is the part where she grabs the dick. (laughs) (laughs) It is, it's, the camera is kept at chest level. But let's be clear here. Chloe grabs the dick. <laughs> through yes, through the jeans. Through the jeans, through the jeans. And I But definitely she reaches in that area and the imp- reaction she's, she's talking, is clear. She's talking about how uh she's going to do things to show her devotion to him as as the 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 hand sinks towards that area. Um, the implication is that she's going to give him a hand job, right? (laughs) I mean, or it's just the beginning of more, I guess, I guess. Um, it's, uh, it's for everything this show has done so far as a teen soap, this felt like the most explicit thing we've seen on the show. The dick grab. It might just be the, the reaction that Tom Welling gives is so convincing. Yeah. Like, if you just saw that clip, you would be like, oh, that's the reaction someone has when someone grabs their dick and they weren't expecting it. <laughs> yes, definitely. This might be his best performance yet in yeah. the show. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, also, if uh, this might be 
one of like Clark's strongest moral moments because it's gonna say the same thing i'm yeah, seven he's a fucking saint i'm 17 and literally anyone offers to touch my penis <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like even if you didn't have a crush on the girl if you were if you were 17 and a, and a girl did this straddled you and touched your junk like <laughs> Your heat, you would have, she would have burned alive from your heat vision. You know what I'm saying? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So the next morning, Clark cryptically asks his mother what to do about Chloe's advances, and she advises Clark to be honest with her. Clark also asks Jonathan what he should do about the football team not liking him. And Jonathan says he needs to earn their trust. I, I did want to applaud the restraint of the Smallville writers in that scene with Mama K because there's a line where Mama K says, uh, there's somebody out there for you. I just know it. And they did not have Lois Lane knock on the door right. and appear right then. <laughs> it would have been so easy. I was shocked that's not what happened. Surely. Surely it came up, right? Yes, I know. I, I, I would wager a lot of I'd money. I bet real money on it. <laughs> that 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 was the intent, and they couldn't figure out how to do it, or it didn't work well for the episode because they do have to have the Johnny K moment right after. Right, right. right. So that hurt them. That hurt them that they couldn't make it work. I'm telling you, they were like, oh. and like the shark puppet not working in Jaws, it's for the better. <laughs> in school jason summons lana to his office and overtly starts making out with her lana is puzzled because they are usually very careful about keeping their relationship a secret and questions his overly devoted behavior oh my gosh they're the wiki writers going for it and and you know what i'm here for it uh jason (laughs) then requests lana come to practice just because he wants to see her chloe appears at practice wearing a cheerleader uniform stating that this is the best way to support clark or the best way to support clark is to be his personal cheerleader which it is unclear as chloe Joined the cheerleading squad? That would take more than an afternoon to do. She just bought the the, the uniform. Yeah, that's or she borrowed it. That's interesting. Mm. I think she fa- she says she found it. But oh, then, does she? Okay. Yeah, she says she found it. But also, there's an implication she's ju- she's with the cheerleaders, which wouldn't be allowed. <laughs> wouldn't one of them be like, "Hey, that's my uniform that you." <laughs> And also, you found? why is the newspaper girl here? And also, wouldn't there be an adult present who would to like coach the cheerleaders who would be like, hey, you're not on my squad? Brian, they don't have adults running any of the after school programs. We do not see Smallville High. Jason Teague is the not head the coach. head coach. Yeah. We don't see the head coach. Right. We just have children watching children. <laughs> I mean, we did have children on the teen suicide. Oh, that's mine. Are, where are the adults in Smallville? <laughs> what are they doing? Um, 
Okay, so when Clark drinks from the player's cooler, he chokes and instantly starts to feel ill. Nauseated, he asks Jason if he can sit out because he doesn't feel well. But Jason cruelly sends Clark in and tells the other players that Clark is fair game. Weakened and sick, Clark takes a beating on the field while Chloe cheers and jumps on the sidelines. As he is lying stunned on the ground, Clark notices the cheerleaders carrying the cooler away and makes the connection that there must be kryptonite in the sports drink. I, I'm totally here for kryptonite Gatorade. I'm a million percent here for it. <laughs> it's amazing it took this long for them to do it. It's uh, actually you, a miracle. Right. Of, you know, we, we've talked about it already, and I'm sure we'll bring it up more. Of like, this episode is the perfect balance of like, there's plenty of stuff for us to make fun of on our podcast, but this episode was nothing but a joy to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, this is this is pure, pure joy. Um, absolutely. I'm here for it. That night, Clark is in the loft applying ice packs to his bruises when he is attacked by a hooded figure. He realizes... Oh, wait, oh, he knows it's Jason. It's He just right. walks up the stairs. But it's it's fun that he's wearing the hoodie. I love that he's like... Just in like case. like a Unabomber, like yeah. to come beat up. Like, <laughs> but he doesn't try to hide who he is. He starts talking to Clark right away. He was just so feeling why moody. The hoodie? He was just feeling moody. <laughs> um... Uh, let's see. He realizes it's Jason and tries to tell him there is something in the sports drink. However, Jason is in a jealous rage and refuses to listen. He tells him to stay away from his girlfriend and beats him up. Clark, Clark is, of course, weakened from the, the kryptonite Gatorade. Um, he throws Clark through the rail of the loft and advances on him. Just How many times have they replaced that rail, do you think? There's so many. Fun, <laughs> just... It comes out of Clark's allowance by this point. Like, <laughs> like, listen, this car, this farm is on the margins, Clark. We can't just every time you have a fucking fight in the barn, we can't go. <laughs> He's like, it's not my fault a bug boy broke into the fucking barn, Dad. It is, though, kind of. <laughs> like, you could just not get involved. You could just not get involved. Also, you brought the kryptonite here, so. I don't know, Clark. Sounds like you got to take responsibility for this fucking beam. Uh, just then, Lex arrives and scares Jason off. Clark lies and says he has no idea who the, his attacker was. Here's a practical question. Was the hoodie so that Lex could conceivably not see yes, Jason? Yes, 100%. Yeah, 100%. He also notices that the kryptonite liquid is slowly forcing itself out of his body, even dripping out of his nose. His bruises and injuries disappear, and Clark discreetly covers up so that Lex doesn't notice, just keeping the gas lighting up. Uh, Lex arrives to tell Clark something important. Since Lex just fended off Clark's attacker, Clark agrees to listen. Lex gives Clark the file containing all the information that he has on him, but Clark is skeptical. Lex tells him that he greatly values their friendship and is sincere about repairing it. I don't know. I know Lex's like goal here. Let's say hypothetically that I had a giant file on you and like would me bringing the file to you, reminding you of everything that I've collected on you be the best way. To <laughs> also, it's not a giant. He's like, this is every file I ever had. And it's like, 
it's like a, a one inch thick binder. Like, like you had a room you devoted to this kid. I know you room. have more fucking files. I know you have more files than that. What'd you do with the frame picture, Lex? Where's the big Bring that picture? Over. Where's Bring the-, the picture? <laughs> we'll and put it in the barn. Things, I want those too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, having said that, I do love this scene. I oh, it's great. It's great. Rosenbaum is so good in it, too. And the, I've, been, um, I've been missing. I've been missing this yeah. more tense. Whatever we were doing in season three, even though like it felt like we were bringing that relationship to some kind of head, it lost the fun of Lex yes. wants to be friends. Right. Yes. A um, couple things from that scene. <laughs> Clark says, this friendship was so important to you. Why did you lie to me for so long? Clark, fuck right off. Clark, listen to fuck. yourself. <laughs> Any other character said it was pulling this shit, they would be the villain of this story. <laughs> Think about what he's doing. He's guilting this guy for lying to him. Clark. He, while simultaneously gaslighting him into his insanity. You know, and just being like, yeah, and as long as we're close, this is all your fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you shouldn't lie. That's the lesson here. Um, I love I, the moment. I never lie. I said that in the movie. <laughs> I do love the line. It's like the music comes in. It's so good where... Where Clark says, you know, everyone has a dark side, Lex. And Lex says, yeah, but I can feel mine creeping over the corners. It's a great great, moment. Great. He's like, your friendship helped keep it at bay. Oh, I love it. I love it. it So good. Uh, Okay. Lois realizes that cheerleaders put together a science project in which they experimented on a love molecule whose effects are enhanced combined with meteor rock. She also notices Mandy always carries a folder with specifics of the molecule, including the antidote, in her bag. She plans, she makes a plan to infiltrate a pool party and brings along, and brings Clark along. She sends Clark to distract Mandy. Clark pretends to be, oh, so we're already at the pool party. We just did that in Yeah, we skipped over. Yes, so... First of all, they're in the torch office, Lois and Clark. And Lois is like, you drank the Kool-Aid. Why, why aren't you running around like a crazy person? Right, right. And uh, Clark, Tom Lang has the best reading of this line. He goes, <laughs> he, he goes, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why are you, why are you being crazy? Why are you being crazy? It, it does affect like, me. It re- does affect me. <laughs> Like really, he's a really clearly like guilty. Like I don't know, I definitely don't know the answer to that. Um, and then the scene ends. She gets like two centimeters from his face and goes, "How do you look in a swimsuit, Clark?" Which I think because they they weren't sure how much she was going to come back into the show, they are really in these four, first four episodes underlining the Clark lowest sexual tension yes yes making them a little bit flirtier than they will be when she comes back when she comes back they really get them back to like 
like frenemies right. for a long time. Right. That said, I do like the flirting. Um, oh, I love it. I love it. And I'm the more <laughs> of it, I'm, I'm here for it. Um, so there's a couple of mentions of this pool party throughout the episode. Um, the cheerleaders are having a pool party. They're going to have a pool party. I was not expecting the pool party to be at the school. <laughs> there are no grown-ups in this fucking school. How are you having a sexy, like this is a sexy pool party. Yeah. yeah. At the school. It's not just the pool. It's like in the weight room too. Is where they start making out and stuff. Are we like slipping? There are, are we no grown ups? Are we slipping the kryptonite Gatorade to like the janitor? <laughs> <laughs> Smallville high. What is but happening here? Maybe there's just no pools in Smallville other than the school because I don't think anyone in high school wanted to have a party at the high school. I don't remember that being a a thing. It wasn't like oh let's go. Let's go party at the school. But so why have a pool party? <laughs> so don't have a barn party or some shit. You're in you're in the middle of farmland, <laughs> Kansas. There's no you can find a field to have a party in. It <laughs> and them wanting to have there not being another pool available doesn't explain how they got into the school. <laughs> I I don't know who is principal right now, but and granted, yeah, bring Quan back, bring Quan back. <laughs> Teens just died under his watch. They weren't having an irresponsible sexy pool party. <laughs> uh, where there, we've also get some goofy stuff here, straight out of like a Joel Schumacher movie, where the uh, the football players are like hula dancing for the cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she yeah. Williker Superman. <laughs> they got him behaving like busted bimbos. <laughs> can you imagine if, like, three days after a school shooting, the I, press oh. found out that the that the high school kids were having a pool party after hours in the, <laughs> in the school with no grownups? <laughs> Smallville, hi. <laughs> no one died. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Um, so uh, they infiltrate the pool party, bring Clark along. Along, she sends Clark to distract Mandy. Clark pretends to be devoted to Mandy. Oh my gosh! And Mandy drags him into the weight room. Mandy pins Clark and begins to make out with Clark while Lois tries to get her bag. Eventually, the two manage to get the bag away. We, of course, get a get a sexy, sexy scene. I mean, yeah, I have a couple things to say about this. Um, the First of all, the swimsuits the guys are wearing are the most 2000 swimsuits. <laughs> I didn't Trump. notice. <laughs> they're like, they're really long and baggy. Yeah. They're like... <laughs> Um, <clears throat> I noticed how in how good a shape Tom Welling is in, and I mean, obviously I've noticed before, but he's six two, he's jacked, 
it's a little absurd that the cheerleaders haven't noticed him before now. You know what I mean? Right. There's a moment where like he's wearing a t-shirt and then like the uh they lit when uh he comes on to Mandy. He she like lifts up his shirt, sees his abs, and is like, I can work with this. Um they do say he's hot earlier. Um Right. But he is But he's a great A slab of fucking beef. <laughs> like, yeah, compared to everyone else in the high school, he's like He's Superman. He's I mean, Superman. Like, <laughs> uh, right. He's, 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 Tom Welling was a model before he was an actor, yeah, right? Tom Welling was the most handsome kid at his high school. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And they don't even throw glasses on him like yeah, Clark Kent. Right, like he's just, right. just really good look. Right. Um, do you, th- I'm sure they thought about doing that, right? Early in season <sighs> well, one. Was that part? I wonder if Tom Welling was like, no, I'm not wearing fucking glasses. It's I I also happen. think WB wouldn't want that, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. Yep. That yep. doesn't look good That's on the poster. Um, no. But I do want, I, I, I don't think it was ever seriously considered, but I wonder if it came up. Well, the funny thing is in, I think season, the last three seasons, they introduced the glasses several times, but never stick with them. Huh. Like they're like, they're like, oh, here, these glasses. Yeah, I'm, I'm nearsighted. You know, he he does it. He's like, it's like the, the moral of the episode is he learns he needs to come up with a fake identity. But then he doesn't wear them anymore. Huh. Interesting. In the show. All right. <laughs> so I'm wondering what, what that was. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Lois leaves to study the notes when she is attacked by Chloe, still under the influence of the love molecule. Chloe and Lois fight until Lois knocks her into a furnace. Suddenly, Chloe snaps out of it, and they realize that heat neutralizes the effect, which is convenient. <laughs> also, um, Clark is like, oh, yeah, just like the heat from the gun knocked the guy out earlier. And they're like, oh, yeah. How did they know about the heat on the gun? <laughs> he told people he did the heat right on the gun? <laughs> <laughs> they're like what are you talking about what do you mean huh? oh i i don't know the gun i think it was hot because i, the, I had a boner they run hot <laughs> <laughs> i had a big time danger boner and uh he dropped it <laughs> i didn't even fucking think of that dude yeah interesting that might just be a plot hole like an actual oh, it's like a, it's hole. It's a plot hole. It's a plot hole. Because yeah. that just there's it's a plot hole. There's no justification for that. Unless it was like the gun got hot because it got fired so many times, the barrel was hot. I don't think there's a good justification for that one. That one's just a mess. No, there's not. They just weren't thinking no. about it. Um Okay, so Chloe uh, Chloe snaps out of it. They realize that heat neutralizes the effect. Chloe and Lois interrupt Clark and Mandy, but when Mandy realizes that Clark is pretending to like her, she gets mad and brings in some football players. Lois defeats one of them by kicking him. Uh, then Clark uses his heat vision to burst open a steam pipe, which cures the players. Also horribly burns them? A yeah, steam right, pipe? Right. <laughs> It's steam for the record. Melted. It's yeah. in 
a bat. I don't know if you've ever played any of the uh, the Batman like Arkham video games. Steam is one of the things they use to like block off an area that they don't yeah, you actually can't walk have. Steam. Right? Yeah. And, and, you know, Batman yeah. will just go, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and back off and that that just means there's no room over there that's <laughs> right yeah this, they haven't drawn it right <laughs> yeah steam the amount of steam that comes out of that thing too yeah they are all in the burn ward like Seriously? for a long time um clark you deeply did some deep deep damage <laughs> no you're crazy <laughs> you're not burned <laughs> <laughs> he gaslights people. <laughs> They're birds. No, you're not. Trust me. No, that's ridiculous. I didn't do that. Lois did that. <laughs> uh, Lex shows Clark how he had his secret room emptied out and his wrecked Porsche destroyed. He then promises to never try to never pry into the Kent's lives again. Clark appreciates the gesture of friendship and asks Lex to do him a favor. Lex volunteers. Clark says Lois. So real quick before this scene, the last thing about the pipe bursting scene. Yeah. <laughs> Clark was like, he's really lazy with his lie because they're like, Lois is like, how did, what the hell was that? How did that happen? And, he, and <laughs> Tom Long is like, I guess the pipe burst. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was a you, weird coincidence. You can, there were, as much as like I enjoyed this episode, there are certainly several moments, I think we've pointed most of them out, where it's very clear, like, it's six o'clock and we need to finish the script. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever. It was, yeah, the pipe burst. I don't <sighs> <laughs> Okay, so we're at the Luther Mansion. Right. Uh, Lex shows Clark into his secret room, and the room is empty. Like, first of all, at least utilize the space, Lex. That's a giant room. That is completely empty in your house now. This could be a fantastic Xbox room. Yeah. <laughs> it's a home theater. That is like a movie theater he's basically got in there. If I, if I um, won a billion dollars in the lottery, the first thing I'd do, I'd, I'd just build an at-home movie theater. Oh, for sure. Great. Yes, absolutely. Great. And then I could come over and watch movies. Yeah, absolutely. And you're a billionaire. I'm assuming you have built an apartment nearby for me. That of course, I can, of course. Like on on your compound. Of course. I'm. I'm. Have... Obviously, <laughs> give me a billion dollars. It'll be great. <laughs> for a few select people I know, <laughs> it'll be fantastic. Yeah. Yep. I, that was a given. Um, <laughs> but no. So Lex is like, I have this giant room. I'm just gonna have floodlights on. Um, the car, but it's smashed up now. It's like a cube, like that's been in a trash compactor. Well, we still have dramatic headlights on it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to make a show. Um, Not yeah. that anyone will ever come in this room, but I just want to look cool, just, you know, just in case anyone were to dramatically find it later. Not that that's ever happened before. This you think Clark is like so? Where where's the picture though? <laughs> Where is the picture of me? The big picture, like what? Yeah. What big picture? What, what? I don't. I don't remember. A... <laughs> yeah. Did you? Is that crushed in the car too, or is that somewhere else in the house? Because I need to know. Just over Lex's bed. <laughs> yeah, on the ceiling. <laughs> um. That said, for as goofy as it as goofy as it is, good scene. It's oh, good. very good scene. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so Jason apologizes for the attack, but Clark says he has no hard feelings since Jason wasn't himself. That's uh, we haven't gotten as many of those as I think as we've hoped so far. But there well, it is. We got two because we got two, right? Because because Clark says you weren't yourself, and then Jason says you're right. I wasn't myself. A few minutes later, yes, yes, I noted that too. So we got two. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Not yourself. Ooh, last season we got seven of those, baby. And we got two in one episode this time. Yeah, hell yeah. Um. I have a question. This is a, a very practical question. Yeah. When Chloe gets burned and she snaps out of her devotion days, it's implied that she uh, had memory loss. She doesn't remember. She's like, how did I get here? What's going on? Oh, right. Right? So she has memory loss. Yes. But Jason seems to remember beating Clark up. Right. Right. But what he gets away with uh, here is uh, he asked Jason who his girl is, but Jason says he doesn't know. But you do know. You do know. Right. You're a faker. But I'm so he doesn't have memory loss, but Chloe does. Unless Chloe was just pretending to have memory loss. <laughs> <laughs> just a fight or flight thing of like, I know everything right. that I did. I'm very embarrassed. Oh, yeah. where am I? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I'm going to put us down for one memory loss confirmed in the episode. I think that's fair. I don't. I assume the quarterback lost his memory, but I'd have. I don't have that confirmed. So right, right down. At the football game that afternoon, Clark and the team work together to score a victory. Later. Chloe has an awkward conversation with Clark about her prior advances. He takes his mother's advice and is honest about only wanting to be friends with her. Great scene. Great scene. It's it's rough because Clark is like, I don't have feelings for you. And like, I'm not, that's the right thing. And she's like, okay, I understand. And then he has to go and say, at least not right now. Clark, Clark. no, you Clark. did the right thing. Now you're giving her hope. You're just stringing her along. At least not right now. Can I keep you on the back burner in case other things don't work out? Uh, Out of game, out out of, out of context. Like clearly that it's like to the audience. Like, I don't know, maybe. (laughs) Right. Yes, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, Okay. So when you talk to your brother, I need you to ask him about that last Hail Mary play. (laughs) Wouldn't, wouldn't the defense, they would have gone into a prevent defense, Brian. There's, there's like one-on-one coverage. It should be they should be in a prevent. The guy is wide open in the end zone. <laughs> there's no time on the clock. Where do you think they're going? Where do you think they're going with that play? <laughs> Terrible coverage. We'll uh, we'll hopefully get my brother's thoughts on that. Uh, yeah. If not, I don't know. <laughs> Looks looks bad. No, we got to get your brother. I just know. have him watch the football scenes just yeah. <laughs> for this for this season, and we're just gonna get his great, thoughts. Great. Um, okay. Uh, so Chloe takes it in stride, uh, and the two are able to put it behind them. Clark redeems himself by telling her that he changed his mind and will continue to fulfill his commitment to Chloe and the torch. Uh, when Clark kisses Chloe on the cheek. 
and Chloe leaves, Lois comes up to tell Clark that Lex made good on his promise and got her into Met You and out of Clark's hair. But not before warning him to never break Chloe's heart. Done and done. <laughs> I mean, it's a the scene is better than the wiki makes it sound. Yes. There's a little it's like a, I, you know, it's a kind of a goodbye scene for the two of them. And yes. It's very flirty. Yes. Like I'll visit, but the needle drop let us down, Brian. I wanted a better needle drop there. It's we um, didn't get it. I, I'm going to go straight actually into featured music for this episode. There were okay. a lot of needle drops for this episode, and not a single one of them is notable. Uh, no. We got yeah. "Better Off by Myself" by Boss House, "Revolution" by Authority Zero, "California" by Hawk Nelson, "Medicated" by Subspace Zero, "Meltdown" by Ash, "On the Run" by Sam Roberts, "Disco MF" by the Pen Fifteen Club, and uh, that final one must be "Our Mystery" by Bebo Norman. <laughs> it- is someone on the Smallville staff a huge Boss House fan? Because I think they've had more songs than anyone on this show. I have to wonder if W. I have to wonder if that was like cheap and like kind of sounds right. like and it's something. like good background, right? Yeah, background football practice music. Or and whatever clearly, like WB's record label is like maybe hoping to make it a thing, but like meanwhile, yeah. like, hey, we got yeah. this. It's it's not going to cost you much. Um, <laughs> we didn't. Uh, we got a. <laughs> We got to get back that Avril budget a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, they shot their wad last week. Which I I still, I would be interested. I don't know who who would be to ask on this. I am very interested in, we've talked about it before, but like, surely, were they paying for music? Was this in collaboration with the WB's like music department? Um, I I mean, this is a good question for Talkville. Yeah, I, I I guess I hope they would know. It it doesn't make sense to me that like no one's gonna go no one's gonna watch last week's episode of Smallville because of Avril Levine. Right? Right. Avril Levine's featured in that episode, so I'm gonna watch it. Rather, teens the exact demographic Avril Levine's people want are going to be watching Smallville and then go, oh, I like this song, right? Am I wrong? I think it's a little bit of both, honestly, because I do remember they would do like, if you want some music from tonight's episode, like after the episodes. Which I think goes to my second point of like, the clearly the 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 artist is getting something out of this. Um, yes, but I... But that I think that goes to the point also of maybe it's it's like WB synergy. That's these are yeah, Warner sure. Brothers that's, artists, and they're like afterwards. There, I don't know. There's some some kind of deal. Obviously, there has to be right. Uh, I guess especially leading to talent mixes. Um, yeah, yes. being able to put out an official <laughs> soundtrack album. Like clearly, they weren't looking for the extra revenue. Like, oh, we'll make a little extra money with a soundtrack. It's it's all like a tie-in. Um, I wonder, is it just mutually beneficial, or like like they don't have to pay for the music, but the artist gets the advertising at the end of the episode? Or yeah, I, I, I'm very curious. I would love to know how that works. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, looking over some trivia. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, actress Shalon Simmons also appeared in season one's Drone as cheerleader Felice Chandler. Because of the similarities between Felice and Rhonda, they are presumably supposed to be the same person. Hmm. Okay. Um, I, I pulled up her wiki. She's just one of the cheerleaders. Um, this we, in the in this we have a little more. There's a couple people here who showed up in multiple episodes, but none of them are notable or in notable roles. However, uh, one of the cheerleaders is Anna Gesslinger, who is Annette O'Toole's daughter. Oh, all right, that's huh? fun, huh? Uh, yeah. The football game was filmed at Rotary Stadium in Abbotsfield, British Columbia, which was later used again in the episode Jinx. In previous seasons, football games were filmed in the Swan Guard Stadium in Burnaby. We've Burnaby. changed football fields. Burnaby, I, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Uh, but uh, we've changed. Luckily, all know. football fields kind of look the same. Yeah, right. right? I didn't I mean. even occur to me that this wasn't the football field from before. Um Okay, illusions. Uh, Lois remarks that she's trying very hard to get out of Mayberry, the small, idyllic, fictional town that was the setting for the Andy Griffith show. Uh, Lois also at one point says Shazam, uh, which is the catchphrase of Gomer Pyle, a supporting character on the Andy Griffith show. Lois is a big Andy Griffith fan. Um, This is, I can't tell if this is fun if it's intentional or if this is a, st- 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 a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll let you make the call here. Clark's football jersey number is eight. Is this a reference to the S, which kind of looks like an eight when it, it scars on his chest? So it has to be because remember they ha- the symbol when it's burned on his chest in right. season two or whatever is an eight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. So yes. So you I think, think that's a Nietzsche be, yeah. a, a yeah. Nietzsche moment? Yeah. We also got a Nietzsche line that we didn't mention where someone says something like superhero and journalist. Yes. At, yes. At some point. Yeah. Uh that's actually right here in the notes. Yeah. Uh when oh, Clark okay. tells Chloe he's gonna continue writing for the torch, he says, Wow, superhero and journalist, what are the odds? Uh, cause that's the, cause that's what he's gonna, he's gonna do that as Superman. He's gonna be both. Um, Chloe and Lois talk about journalism. Lois says she'd never make a career of journalism. And ironically, that's, that's what she, that's what she does. <laughs> a lot of Nietzsche lines this episode. A lot of Nietzsche this episode. Um, which, you know, I kind of missed them. They got, they got. I as much as I appreciate when they have some kind of restraint, like we applauded them for not having like uh, Lois like pop through the door. But I like them. I, I'm happy every time they come up. I mean, they fit more in this tone that we're doing in season four. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um. Well, that's uh, I think that's going to wrap us up this week for the Talon Mix. Head to the talonmix.show. That's where you can find uh, all of our episodes and all the links to our various social media profiles including our Discord. That's actually the best place to get in touch with us and talk to other people who uh, like the show. Um Not the show Smallville. The not show, the- <laughs> this show for Talon Mix. <laughs> Right. No, nobody there has seen Smallville and has any intention of ever watching Smallville. Um, uh, Zach, do you have a 
A, anything you want to go over, and if not, any questions for the Smallville gods? Oh, man. What do I want to ask the Smallville gods? Did did Allison Mack actually touch Tom Welling's junk when they shot that scene? Good night, everybody. guys remember uh, uh cds in like the 90s and 2000s would sometimes have like a bonus track at the end like the final track would play and then it'd be a couple minutes of silence and then something right. like would oh another song is here that's what i'm doing but podcasting baby <laughs> with uh, me <laughs> with pat as promised uh we this episode had some uh some high school football in it so uh we we wrangled uh, you remember him. He's been on the show before. My brother, Patrick. Hey, Pat. What's going on? Thanks for having me back on. Thanks for coming back. Um, so, Patrick, I told you you could um, just just watch the football bits, but I think you watched the whole episode. I, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed easier at the time. I regret it. <laughs> So we were our our uh, our recap was very positive towards this episode. Uh, oh, <laughs> you guys just said the last episode. I was about to be like, "This is actually a good one." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> so we so we haven't converted you yet. Got it to Smallville no. fan. Uh, we'll work on it. We'll we'll keep <laughs> we'll keep at it. No, uh, shit doesn't get bad till like season seven, and there's a writer strike, and they keep going. That's when That's the show when gets, gets bad. bad. Um, so, um, I don't really have a structure for it. Like I said, this is just some little Mm -hmm. uh, bonus material. Um, so Patrick, you're, you were a high school football coach now, now a college coach. How do you feel about the depiction of high school football? Yeah. Um, so let's start with the things that they, they did right. Okay. Um, so for one, um, the players were in helmets. <laughs> All right. So now let's talk about everything they did wrong. <laughs> Great. We got one. We got one. My God. Um, <laughs> I was, I'm a little like how much could they have gotten wrong? But <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's like, and look, I understand that it's for a TV show. They're not good for a TV show. Not about football. They're not going to care very much about it. But like that's it. We are here to overanalyze. So right, right, fair. But like you did more work than you had to in some points. <laughs> Why were there like fans at practice? <laughs> that is, I did notice. I was rewatching a couple of clips, and it is weird that a fully suited up cheer squad is there for practice. Fully suited up cheer squad is there for practice. There is people in the stands, like yelling and screaming with what's going on <laughs> during practice. Um, that was by far the craziest part of it for me. Um, also, so just through context clues, um, Coach T graduated probably the year before. Coach T, okay. Lana Lang met T, uh, Jason Teague in Paris. He has now okay. come back after Lana to be like, yo, I want to be with you, Lana. They're around the same age. They were in the same like summer program. He is now okay. working at the high school, but that's probably just not a good idea. You probably just shouldn't have taken this job, Jason Teague. Right. <laughs> it's, but he's not much older no, than he's, them, obviously. No, right. like, he's just, right. he's like fresh out 
Um, he's also the only coach we see. That's, he is he is the assistant coach, <laughs> right? And but we see no adult to another coach, and there's no adult <laughs> like present while this is happening, right? Um, that was also pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> and how the, I liked how the players stayed in pads to shoot him too when he thought he was hitting on his girlfriend. <laughs> that, <laughs> <laughs> It's like hours later and he stayed in his pads. Like Clark has gone home <laughs> and like came back. And this guy left during practice to go shopping. And then get- <laughs> was I didn't even think of that, dude. Yeah, so that, was, he- that was pretty nuts. So that means did um, he did he stay? So he left to go shopping. Yes. And then presumably at some point got a shotgun. Yes. To arrive back <laughs> to a school. <laughs> So did he put the pads back on to make sure Jason Teague knew? (laughs) It probably meant more. Um, Yeah. Um, Another thing was they show a shot of him in school and they mentioned, they, they make the joke twice that those aren't his colors. And he goes, that's the school colors. It was very funny. It's it's, it's because he's going to be Superman. Right. Right. Um, actually didn't pick up on that (laughs) got it okay (laughs) but and and typically letterman jackets earning your varsity letter only happens after the season not like when you get named starting quarterback (laughs) that's not when that happens uh typically i don't know how everybody does it but like varsity letter for anybody who's played high school sports it's something you like earn like if you played varsity that season, like he had not <laughs> taken a snap in game. Um, I, I also enjoy how, and this happens in movies all the time where they're like, Oh, the backups just kind of sit on the bed. It's like, so he, you were told he had just joined the team. Yes. I just go like, what coach looks at this chiseled jaw, <laughs> six pack, like freak is what athlete goes. Yeah. Just sit on the, you're no good. You just joined this team. It's like no. Why don't you? Why don't you, Why do we see if he could play football somewhere? <laughs> right. Also on the bed. Also, like what, even if, if he was the backup QB, wouldn't he get a few snaps? No, in practice? absolutely. <laughs> Usually, like there's also times in practice where you do drills. You're not just like running plays against yourself like the entire it's time. All it's all scrimmages. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I do love the idea of like this guy who looks like the comic book character of Superman. <laughs> nothing, nothing. For, sorry, Clark. Sorry, Clark. We don't, we don't have a spot for you yet. <laughs> we think we're good. Think there's anything you can do. Coach says we got a pretty good team. <laughs> uh, like, no, you're still going to see this kid walking in. Now, I did say that, and then there was the scene in the locker room where they're getting the new jerseys, and uh, every player on the team is ripped out of their mind yeah. and look like they're 45 years <laughs> they old. They are now. all Canadian adults. That is true. Yeah, so... so yeah, maybe the Smallville Crows have that uh, <laughs> that luxury of like, oh, just another six pack um, coming through there. Um, trying to, th- I know, uh, and it's so it, it happens in move football movies all the time. Where now we're in the game, mm-hmm. they're playing the game, and they're losing, and there's like four seconds on the. How many? There's not a lot of time left on the clock, and they have a long way to go. And there's always this moment in these football movies where they go, I'm going to go deep. And everybody's like, 
Are you crazy? Like, no, that's that's literally the only option. <laughs> like he goes, go and the play call was go get open in the end zone. <laughs> that was my big complaint, was like what is the uh, the coach for the other team fucking doing? Wouldn't you go into a pre-med <laughs> defense? Doing, there? <laughs> and not to mention the DB covering the receiver, the, the defensive player covering the receiver is right on it. him, and then he disappears. <laughs> he went to go cover someone else, I guess, <laughs> as time is running down. Um, like, yeah. they couldn't put the guy, like, even a little closer to him for the shot. I know. <laughs> like, so far away. <laughs> like, or just, like, have a shot of someone else, like show like Clark was, but it was like shot of him right next to him, shot of him all by himself. Just, <laughs> he's fast. Touched out. He's bad. He's bad, bad. Um, yeah. One thing that I did like was kind of a called shot. When did this show come up? When did this episode air? When, uh, so in 2004, October, okay. 2004. So it hasn't happened in football and I, you know, definitely not in, um high school football but something going on in sports that is branded jerseys where companies will put their logo and there is a LexCorp logo oh, on their new jerseys so like like the uh the NBA has it now got it um where they have like a little company's logo like right where they put it and that came about like 2 3 years ago so huh. it was a pretty good call shot huh. <laughs> they knew they knew um yeah <laughs> Clark's number also changes from seven to eight. Uh, we can't tell if that is a we call, on the show. We call them Nietzsche lines, which is a reference to the pot. We can't tell if that's like a Superman thing. The eight. I can't speak to the seven. Okay. Yeah, the eight is kind of it, it. It involves some show stuff. Basically, he has gotcha. a S like scarred into his chest at one point, and it looks like an eight. <laughs> okay. Gosh. Gotcha. Gosh. Yeah. No, but like he he was wearing seven, and then. Um, I forget the the first girl who's hitting on him, or the oh, it like straight up changes in between like shots, not in between shots, but he's like, why are you wearing my football jersey? No. <laughs> it's completely different style of jersey, completely got different got number it. than the one he was wearing. Uh, all that there, so <laughs> and you know there could be differences between practice jersey and game jersey, but she was wearing another practice jersey that wasn't that wasn't his. Um. So I, I had uh, one other big question, uh, which is, uh, how do you feel about the show's ethical dilemma about Superman playing football? Uh, am I coaching him or are I coaching against him? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a different. Those are two different conversations, depending <laughs> on which side uh, I have it. Uh, yeah, like, let it rip. If he's on my team, and like it was like I get like they they make a big deal over a sixty yard pass, which is long, you know, for a high school kid. Sure, that's a long, but it's not like over the top, absolutely unheard of. You know, like it's not like like his 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 dad was like. <laughs> done that. Um, yes. If I'm how, back, yeah. how, how bad is the Smallville coach that they were losing? They were behind in that game. I mean, Superman. It's pretty, pretty Superman bad. Is the quarterback. Well, 
Well, well, which coach? The the head coach who hasn't shown up to a single practice, or the fucking teenager they have running the show? Which which coach are you talking about? Should we uh should we go along? Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> have him call the play of just. Should we like go get open in the end zone? Should we like run something? I said I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty good. All right, we got the one though. They wore helmets. <laughs> they wore helmets. They definitely did that, and we do that. We we that's that's authentic. Um. Pat, we uh, actually, if people enjoy uh, us babbling about uh, sports in media, we have a podcast coming out in 2023 called Game Tape. I'm not quite sure when. I think we're banking a bunch so that we can come out with a couple all at once. But uh, you and I, once a month, are going to talk about sports movies. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we just did uh, Gridiron Gang. We just did Gridiron um, Gang, and um, we'll do something else at sure. some point before it yeah. comes out. Um, yeah. But I'm going to include a, a clip from that right after this. Perfect. And um, listen to the talent mix, and uh, I'll let you know when that comes out. Uh, Patrick, thank you so much. No problem, man. Anytime. Uh, Zach's having some technical difficulties, but I'm sure he says thanks and good night as well. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, here's a clip from Game Tape. I have a, a few things. Yeah. First and foremost, The Rock coaching this game in blue jeans <laughs> is a wild move. Is it? A wild move. You don't coach. There has never been a coach that's coached in blue jeans. <laughs> Ever. Like, it's khakis, sweatpants, whatever. You don't coach in blue jeans. He's rough around the edges, Patrick. You wouldn't understand. (laughs) He's the bad boy coach. You know how I was talking about moms earlier? Like, I love him. There's also dads. I'm the rock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The rock and I would be friends. (laughs) We've all been the rock before. Um, But here's here's something I'm going to say about motivational speeches. As someone who has given hundreds of them, <laughs> they're pointless. Sure. Pointless. Okay. By the time you run out onto the field, you've already forgotten what you said. The team has <laughs> forgotten what you said. It's just like, I want to get them excited to walk out, I guess, of this locker room right now. I'm still going to say them. <laughs> still, they're still fun. Um, there's still a lot of stuff to do. Uh, but my favorite part of this, and again, movie, I get it. Halftime comes up. Yeah. And The Rock doesn't say whatever. He's like, no, they're ready. Okay. The point of halftime <laughs> is not to get the team excited about anything. Like, especially when you're losing 14. You haven't scored, like, maybe think of some adjustments here and there. Like you really don't have time at halftime to make another motivational speech, let alone just sit there and let them yell at each other. Like, God, that's, Oh my God. Asterisk. We missed, we stepped over. We got all excited. Um, 
we missed uh, one of the most important scenes, which is when The Rock, you know, who looks like The Rock, <laughs> comes out in pads that were purchased <laughs> for a teenager. So the point of this is during a practice, there's one kid who um, yeah. it, it's expressed on the playing f- on the field during a game. I think it might be by exhibit. Just, He's afraid of getting hit. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Obvious. Yeah. Here comes X-, X to the Z exhibit. Um, so, uh, uh, the rock is going to, is going to demonstrate and they set up a line for him and he's got to, he, he'll win the rocks respect if he knocks him down. <laughs> and then of course this teenage boy going against the rock gets just his, his it fucking is... lunch eaten his bell rung over and over. Cause the rock, cause it's the fucking rock. And then. The Rock gives him a motivational speech to believe harder, not, you know, leverage your weight against mine. <laughs> not any tips. Find a way to make me not The Rock. <laughs> Grow up and get real strong I, real fast. So this is something high school coach, we did a lot of work with the youth program, and it's very, you know, it's the youth program is a bunch of dad volunteers. They, they just don't know. You know, it's just... They're volunteers. They're doing this great thing that they're doing. But youth coaches love to hold the bag themselves. <laughs> it's like, no, that second grader can't push you. Right. Give, give the second, give another second grader the bag. <laughs> You're not going to run the play well. You're bigger and stronger than they are. <laughs> well, see, pro- the problem is, Patrick, according to uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, is they're not believing hard enough. Because, as demonstrated by the film, based on a true story, Patrick, this is true. <laughs> it's this boy believes, and he knocks the rock on his butt. <laughs> and then Exhibit comes down and is like, you're an idiot. And the rock goes, guess I worked my way up from asshole. And a dad in the audience went, I'm the rock. <laughs> I'm using that one. <laughs> I'm remembering that one. And now that dad is in jail. Because <laughs> he kept fucking up a third grader. <laughs> <laughs>